Welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following was pre-recorded for Sunday, December 6th, 2020. Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory, Glory to, to you, O Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me, I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, to you, you, O Christ. Christ. Be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. The second Sunday in Advent, and I say to you, welcome to the wilderness. Wilderness season of Advent. This is the season that takes us to the wilderness and then calls us to wait. And we just love to wait, don't we? No, we don't. Of course not. We want things now. Forget now, we want them a few minutes ago. John the Baptist was in the wilderness. That's what we hear about in Mark chapter 1. Now what's that about? The wilderness is a place that can mean a new experience with God. But I'm getting ahead of myself if I tell you that first. The wilderness is an isolated place. It's a place where there is a struggle for survival, where the necessary water and food might be in short supply or not there at all, where there are dangers beyond what the, our normal domestic life has. Wild animals and weather present threats to survival. We read about the wilderness throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, we read about I, I, Elijah. Isolation is what the wilderness meant. Hearing that still, small voice. The wilderness meant encounters with God. Think of Moses' call at the burning bush. The wilderness meant danger and divine deliverance. Think of Hagar and Ishmael. Waiting and wandering is what the wilderness was for the children of Israel after they left Egypt and stayed in the wilderness for 40 years before finally entering the promised land. And then moving on to the New Testament, here we have John the Baptist in the wilderness. John, who was known for acting, dressing, and eating, well, oddly, differently from others. And we know, too, that Jesus was in the wilderness 
After his baptism, he was driven, and I don't mean in a car, but driven by the Holy Spirit for 40 days into the wilderness. Now, who else is in the wilderness? Well, apparently, as we read the story about Jesus in the wilderness, we learn that the devil himself, the tempter, is there. That's okay. So is the Spirit. The wilderness is a place of prayer for Jesus. Search for solitude, self-discovery, and God's presence. It takes something to go to the wilderness. You just don't wander off into the wilderness for fun. Now, you might think that going out camping or something like that into a place that's very wild is enjoyable, but we don't do that without a lot of preparations, right? You do it when you're prepared and you go out and do that. We don't go out into a stark, isolated place on our own for no reason. Like Jesus, we have to be driven, pushed. And yet here we are now. Not able to, shall we say, meet God in our usual places. Except for the handful gathered here as we worship together, we are not in church to worship as we usually do. We are not gathering together for visits before and after church. The coffee pot and the donuts are not out there. Sorry if anybody here was expecting that. <laughs> no communion. No kneeling together at the rail. Stopping to pause and feel God's presence in the bread and the wine coming to us. We are not praying together, answering the familiar call and response. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We are not together for you to answer my greeting. The Lord be with you with the reassuring, kind, and God-filled words that come back to me and also with you. Even when we could meet together for about six months this year, June to November, we couldn't sing together, though we appreciated the voices of Aaron and Cheryl and Mike singing for us. And though many of us mouthed the words or sang ever so softly under our masks, we could not join our voices together as one, praising God aloud. That felt like a wilderness for many. And I know it kept some away from church because that wilderness was too isolated. These experiences and others are ways that we've connected with God. We've done it week after week, month after month, year after year, even decades after decades. We've come to church, this church and others, and we've worshiped God, seeing and hearing God's people, listening to God's word, praying, singing, kneeling, standing, sitting. Well, we're Lutherans, of course. We have to do a lot of that up and down, right? Responding together and receiving Jesus' own body and blood given for us. We've been away from this, and that's a wilderness of sorts for us, a COVID wilderness. Now, our wilderness does not have wild jackals. I only hear about those in the Bible, so I had to check. It's basically like a wolf. This wilderness doesn't have a lack for food or water. We are blessed to have all that we need, even if it takes a little more effort to go and get them. In our wilderness, this time of COVID-19 and great precautions, for everyone's health, we're still at home, and for some, still at work and school, but it is definitely different. I haven't had an in-person conversation with anyone other than my husband without wearing one of these for a couple weeks now. Our wilderness isolation is different for each person. 
Some people are very isolated in rooms or homes without contact with others. Some have others living with them. Some have the joy of technology, Zoom and FaceTime, and some are out there each day working in jobs that demand and allow them to interact with other people. There's a kind of isolation even in this. Again, the masks that separate us just by that much that we need, that we have to have, and yet that put a barrier between us and others. And there's also, even with the masks, when we have to be around others, the understandable, deep-seated fear that the person we're with might be the one who shares some air droplets that carry the virus to us. And even if we're not really afraid of getting sick ourselves, though this is something we should all be afraid of, we might be concerned that by having the virus, we pass it on to somebody else, or we lose our jobs. There are many things that can happen. The wilderness is here and now for us. The current term that we're virus-weary, even if we've never been exposed. We're tired of being kept away from one another at church and work, out in the public, and certainly especially from our extended families. The wilderness is here and now for us. And though it's not just like the biblical wilderness, it certainly shares two important aspects. One, we don't want it, and we certainly didn't ask for it. And two, the isolation and quieter times can bring an opportunity for a closer connection with God. I'm going to say that one again. We, the first one we get easily. We don't want it. No, we don't want this. But the second one is, there's a possibility that in this wilderness, we might have a closer connection with God. Why pass that up if it's being offered? Jesus experienced the temptation of Satan in the wilderness, and he also expect, experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit and a whole host of angels coming and caring for him. We'll take that, God. That works. Moses heard God speak to him in the wilderness at the burning bush. Moses had a great deal of contact with God from there on out as he led the children of Israel in their 40 years of wandering. In the wilderness, after being told to go and wait for God's presence, Elijah heard the powerful wind. Oh, that must be God. It wasn't it. He heard a shattering earthquake, and earthquakes are loud. That wasn't God. And then he heard a raging fire, and that would be loud, right? That wasn't God either. He kept thinking, well, what is it? Finally, he heard a still, small voice, a gentle whisper. Some trans translations say he heard the sound of sheer silence. That's really quiet. And that was God reaching out to Elijah in the wilderness. Other examples in Scripture abound. Other examples in the lives of the people around us abound, and probably even in your own lives. We don't like the wilderness, but we know that sometimes those hardest times, those darkest times, those deepest, quietest times are when we experience God the most. We might hear that still, quiet, small voice. Today, we can listen for a louder voice that's proclaiming out to us that Jesus is coming. John the Baptist pointing to Jesus. The words of our gospel today have John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, saying, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. 
The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and tie his shoes. I've baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This message comes out of the wilderness into our wilderness now, right? We have what we need, but we don't have all that we want. If for some of what you want is a connection with God that you miss because you're stuck at home and not here for worship, then hear the words of John the Baptist for you and for me today. Make a smooth path for Jesus to come into your life. Use this wilderness time to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. We find a million ways to push away the Holy Spirit. Here's an opportunity that's laid out before us. Accept this time for what it is, knowing that we are always waiting, and especially waiting now. We're waiting for God's full kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, as we say every time we pray the Lord's Prayer. We're waiting for Jesus, and we are preparing to celebrate his birth again in just a few weeks. We're waiting for all things to be right in the world. This happens through the work of God. Open your waiting eyes and ears and hearts and welcome the king who comes, the king whose birth in Bethlehem was just the start. Wait for the one who died for you and who promises to you and to me and to all that at the end of all, to be waiting for you, arms open, ready to welcome you into the glory of the resurrection. Until then, for now, welcome to the wilderness. Amen. has been a Wayne Shout production. Wayne Shout.